1: I will defy
2: time. And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at sonsoflibertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, Radio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, right, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face is made for you, a baby face, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how much hair I took off my face. It was like Maybe six or seven inches, something like that. It was like a big rat in a pile or something. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can see that face if you want to go over to com. Once you're there, there's two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley show from Saturday, so that's two hours of Bradley Dean. And uh, be sure to check that out if you missed it. And then he will be live again today at 3 p.m. Eastern right there at com. And then we're streaming live on the right side. Just hit the play button, blow it up on whatever device you're on. And uh, click on the Rumble icon at the bottom right. Join us in the chat in Rumble. We'd love to see you there. By the way, we are streaming on on Rumble. <clears throat> We're streaming live there. And uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. We're also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. And we're also on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, as well as on Twitch at Setting Brushfires. And if you got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there. So, um, yeah, a lot of places that we're out on there. Right up under where we're streaming live, you'll see where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Please do that and help us get some things out. Again, the censorship is pretty heavy on the side it has been for many years. But, uh, boy, even so now, more and more... Uh, considering that we even lost our Facebook page. So <clears throat> be sure to uh, to help us out with that. We would appreciate it very much. And then also, if you support our message and you'd like to help keep us out there doing the things that we are doing, then there's a donate button at the top of libertymedia.com. Click on that make a one-time donation or become a son or daughter of Liberty. That's our monthly partners. Uh, that's also available at the top of the page. And then our store is also available. This week we're highlighting our resistance to tyranny is obedience to God t-shirts. I actually have that on today. Um what's interesting is my t-shirt is black. And this one, the two that we have are red and blue. So I I just now noticed that. I don't know what went on. I don't know why we don't have black ones up there. But uh in any case, mine's black. You can get red or blue though. <laughs> Whatever size you've got, normally $20. And uh, this week only through Saturday at midnight, when you use the promo code RESIST, pretty easy. Use RESIST, and you can get uh, 10% off these shirts too. Uh, so you can do that over the, uh, through Saturday. All right. Be sure to check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on the store and, um, and you can head right in there. The link will be in the archive this morning, later on this morning. Okay. All right. A couple of headlines. <clears throat> excuse me. And then I'm going to give you some, a little bit of fun stuff. All right. Um, before we get into our topic, uh, <clears throat> medazolam, used to prematurely end lives of thousands you were told died of COVID-19. And we can prove it. And this largely comes from the expose. You remember Kate was telling us they use medazolam, they use morphine. That's what they were using to kill people. And she said this before they start when they were starting all this stuff, before it even got out in the news, what they would be doing. And she pointed back to history. That this is what they were doing in Nazi Germany. They were putting the people to death with that. Okay, They were euthanizing them with that. It was murder. That's what it was. So those things are on there. Um, Please check that out, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, once again, Ilhan Omar shows how much she hates Americans. She was enraged. Listen to this. She was enraged by Christians singing hymns on a plane. Yep. Yeah. An hour before midnight on Saturday, April 16th, as millions of Christians around the world were preparing to celebrate Easter, the resurrection, that's what I would say, not Easter. Representative Ilhan Omar, who was not, was on Twitter. She sent around a video captioned, Worshiping Jesus 30,000 feet in the air, showing a young man with a guitar leading what appears to be a Christian sing along on an airplane, although the video has no information about the setting or circumstances. Omar commented, I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time I'm on a plane. Well, you might get jumped for doing it, especially if you're going to utter Allah Akbar, right? But knock yourself out, Ilhan, if you even pray. I mean, we know she's an open adulteress, right? One guy testified that she is easily seduced with money and sex. I think me and my family will have a prayer session next time I'm on a plane. How do you think it will end? Just like I told you, if you're going to do some weird stuff like that. Omar was implying, of course, that Muslims in America are subjected to a double standard and routinely be victimized by Islamophobia. They're not. They're really not. Now, they're the ones that are being protected now. Also sons of Libertymedia.com, Pennsylvania cop finally charged after dozens of cops swarm an innocent mom, beat her and use her baby in a propaganda light. Now if you guys didn't see this, I think this was from last year, really ought to check this out because they drug her. There was rioting going on. she was driving down the street. her child was in, I think, the back seat in a car seat. The cops pull her out, start beating on her. she's not done anything. Then they tweet out. A picture of one of the female officers holding her child, and saying, "This little baby was no." They knew exactly they took her, they took him from her, and they used it to try to say we tried to keep him safe, to find his parents, and blah blah blah. She was right there. They were beating on her. They were liars. The cops in this case, they were liars. They weren't telling the truth. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Finally, one of the cops gets charged. Good. The rest of them should have been too. They really should have. Oh, this one's a good one. Vaccine, quote unquote, sales plummet, but expected to rebound later this year. Yeah, they're going to let you off the hook a little bit while it gets summery, you know, springtime, sunshine. Then they're going to bring it all right back on you. Why? Because we, I'm not saying you, I'm saying we, including myself, I'm in it too. We have failed to bring justice against those who have committed the crimes. They're emboldened. They're not scared. It's, it's kind of like the, the whole QAnon nonsense stuff. Oh, everybody's scared now. These guys are petrified. They're terrified. They're scared now. Yeah. I don't see anybody shaking. I don't see anybody heading for the exit doors. Do you? No, they feel very confident where they're at because they know you're not going to do anything. That's what they're thinking. You've got to turn that around. You've got to get, you get your game face on, so to speak. And that's why we talk about using the information at tacticalcivics.com to do just that. And you can do it in your county. You can do it. You can be the solution that you're looking for. You can be that. In fact, you can be the solution that you're supposed to be. The duties that are yours because of the rights you've been given, they're yours. To take care of these things. Also, sonslibertymedia dot com. This one, boy, I I tell you, this stuff right here really bothers me big time. Tennessee bill criminalizes homelessness. And now, if you lose your home,
0: it's a crime for you to be homeless, be out on the street.
2: It's a crime. (laughs) It's crazy. Put citizens at risk of jail time, police searches, and $3,000 fine for sleeping outside. If you're having to sleep outside because you don't have a home, do you think you got $3,000 in fines you can pay? This is the utter lunacy and lack of logic that exists in the United States of America today. The obvious question is, where are those who say they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Like Pastor Artur. What was he doing? Where was he first targeted? Going to the homeless, feeding the homeless, preaching to the homeless, ministering to those who were on the streets.
0: This is what they were doing. Just
2: what Jesus said to do, right? That's what he said to do. Be a part of that. That's part of ministry. And instead... Here's Tennessee acting like several of the other states. Look, they tried. They pulled this stuff down here in Columbia, South Carolina. They want to criminalize you if you're homeless
0: and subject you to fines, jail time, all this other stuff.
2: How is that helpful? It's not. And then they want to tell people they can't feed the homeless. Because you don't have a license or you're not FDA approved or whatever that should mean anyway. I mean, we see what FDA approval results in, right? And you guys paid attention the past couple of years? Yeah, it just results in approved poisons. That's what, it, that's what, that's what the FDA is. They're unconstitutional. They're not listening to our Constitution. Health is not an issue for the federal government, yet they've usurped that authority. Also, com. Gun confiscation quotes. Quotes about gun control from politicians and gun grabbers. You'll like this. This is pretty simple. We've got, a, we've got a bunch of them down through here. This comes from our friends at Ammo.com, who graciously allowed us to carry some of their stuff as well. And then finally, <clears throat> Joe Biden can't remember how long he's been president. Well, he isn't president. He's, an, he's a usurper. He is an occupier of the White House. I mean, just look at this guy. This guy... He he can't. Uh, he's greeting ghosts, or I don't know something. Hello, nice to see you. Yeah, I'll do my little trot out on stage. Uh. Anyway, there you go. I. Anyway, all right. Time for a little fun stuff. All right. So yes, we had a great time at the wedding the other day. Um. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, we. Well, after the show, everybody got on the show, and they went, "Oh, you still have your beard yeah, I, I did, and um, I was gonna wait till after. Remember I was also gonna make a video putting all the little images together, and yeah, I felt naked, I felt naked on my head on Saturday because I didn't have a hat, uh, and then I was naked on my face too, so I thought I'd share this with you this is um this is what I did for my daughter, uh because you know she wanted Dad to be clean shaven for you know, walk her down the aisle kind of thing. And she was beautiful. I'm, I'm going to show you in just a little bit. Uh, but I I got all my stuff together and things got pushed up an hour where we had to leave before I thought they were supposed to be. So in any case, this, I just took one in the, uh, you know, as I was getting ready to shave all this off, I thought I'd share this. I put it on Facebook. So some of you guys, you guys have seen it or whatever, but uh, but here it goes. Uh, just, a little fun for you guys and if you're listening by the radio uh you'll hear me make some statements or whatever and this that and the other and if i have to narrate something to fill in the time i'll do that but if you want to see it it's over at sons of liberty here you go all right so here we are um it's wednesday tabby's wedding and um
0: and i got the clippers all of this
2: stuff (laughs) the fluff so here we go enjoy the show So you got to get up under this stuff because I don't know what kind of birds or anything else that's, uh, you know, hanging up in here. But uh, anyway, you'll see it's (laughs) it's big. And then I played with it a little bit. You know, what does a goatee look like that's this big if you just shave it off? So that's what that's my first thing. I'm just going to do a little goatee here and. you heard a chirp. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that guy, I am mean, when was he? Uh Lord of the Rings, the the one who has all the birds nesting in his hat or whatever and in his beard. So I kinda took it off first as a as a big goatee. And uh my boys when they saw it, they said, Oh, you should have left it like that and just went on with that. But uh, anyway. And I got to tell you when you take this down like this there's still stubble okay and those hairs are seriously coarse when you let them grow like that I mean they're really strong and uh, <laughs> I was having I was having a tough time I was having a tough time look at that. I, would, I probably didn't look too bad. I could shave it down through here and have some big long handlebars. What yeah, so about? let's do that we, <laughs> So, that. so I'm having fun yeah. with it. So I do the goatee, and then I'm gonna do like a little fumane. mane. Actually, it's not a little one; it's kind of a big one. Um, and it just, it no, it doesn't look right. It really doesn't. And then I was gonna try for the Raleigh fingers thing. You know, just if you get it up high enough, you can kind of twist it out there and make some handlebars. But I was running out of time. Otherwise, I would have done that. Uh, for your entertainment, but in any case, uh, yeah, I know this doesn't make for good radio. This is no, 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 no clogging the sink. Um, I'm a smart guy. I take the covering that we normally put, you know, when my wife cuts hair around here. Uh, I took and draped that over the sink, so all the hair falls into that. I can pick it up, slide it right off neatly into the trash can. I'm a neat, clean guy about the mess stuff like the
0: that. Kids with a big old foo man chew here. <laughs>
2: And I would stop at each time, go show the kids, see what they think. And they'd look at me really funny. So it was really, it was really funny. Hello. I can't
0: brush your teeth right yet. Not in here.
2: (laughs) So that's Eli. He's trying to, uh, to brush his teeth at the time. And I promise the other one is much shorter. So I'm just having a little fun here with it. And I got to tell you, the clippers feel a lot better on my face than a razor dead. I I had to leave it alone yesterday because my face felt like it was sunburned (laughs) after taking all that off. All right, so this is the part here. With the FooMate, uh, I thought I'd liven stuff up. I, I don't normally do a lot of stuff like this at all, but uh, this was kind of a, I guess, an experience here. So, all right, so, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I just had a Harley to Kiss get on, uh, that I could go out That's and. Uh, just kind of
0: funny.
2: Yeah, I could, I could take that and do that part. That would be great. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so there was a completion to what we did. And um am going to show you that here. It's real short, uh, less than two minutes. Um, so here we go. All right. And now for my next trip, I'm going to take it up a little bit. I don't I'm gonna have anything to do with this, but I thought it'd be fun. I'm going to take up a little bit more off of here. Yeah, that could be a Yosemite Sam. You're exactly right. you darn tootin'. It could be Yosemite Sam. I don't remember how his voice went anymore. See, there was... It just got too thin. It was... Uh, anyway, in the time... I was running out of time, so... Uh. So, anyway, uh, let's just... Uh, I wish I could, like, fast forward through here. Let's just... Uh, okay. So, anyway, you get you get the idea. It, 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 it's all off. And I don't know why it's still playing, but anyway. I don't know why it keeps playing. There we go. Okay, now it's wanting to do it twice. Okay, so it keeps doing this thing. I'm going to reset here. Uh, the other thing is, <clears throat> I'm going to pull it back down, um, was, I want to give a big congratulations to uh, to Tabby and Bobby. And um, here they are having their dance. Uh, of course, I didn't get the first, the first dance that they had. But um, they're in here. And then uh, my son and his girlfriend, She, I, she's a sweetheart. She comes over and helps the family. She helped Denise with a lot of the setup. All this stuff was set up. Denise set it up. She's about like five foot with the heels on. <laughs> sweetheart of a girl. And uh, this is her and Caleb and, uh, and Tabby and Bobby. And uh, congratulations to them again. They're getting to enjoy their honeymoon. I said, this will be the greatest week of your life. You know, marriage is a good thing. It's People are poo-pooing it today. They would rather have, um, you know, they'd rather have living together, try it before you buy it kind of thing. And all those things usually end really badly. And, you know, commit to one another, get to know one another. That's what marriage is getting to know one another. It is leaving mother and father, it is clinging to one another, it is starting another family, as it were, an extension of the one that you're a part of. And, uh, yeah, all that. And then of course, you know, everybody loved the fact that, uh, we had a good time, you know, we celebrate at our weddings and as a part of that, there's music, there's music and there's dancing and, uh, you know, dancing is a part of who we are too. And I'm not talking about in a sexual connotation. I'm talking about as a celebration. I mean, we're having a good time celebrating what God has joined together, right? And so <laughs> here are my boys. This is R.C. and uh, Eli. And uh, you, you just, you, you got to love this dance. You got to love this dance. Check it out. Eli. Let him do his, do your dance.
0: Do your dance. Watch it. He immediately spurts okay. out on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I wish I'd have got more of that, but uh something was wrong with the the wi fi and so uh it kept cutting in and out anyway, thought I'd share those things with you from over the weekend it was a it was a good time um and I pray the Lord blesses uh, Bobby and Tabby in, in their marriage and hopefully with some more grandchildren. We, we'd love to see that. Um, but yeah, Eli is the dancer. There's no question about that. When you let him go, he is just a, a wild man on the dance floor. He really is. Uh, in any case, um, thank you for all the cra- congratulations and the kind comments that you guys left also on some of those videos. I appreciate that very much. Now, here, here's what I want to get to you've been noticing in the. Um, in the news, and I don't know how much the Mockingbird media and stuff is actually covering this. They, they definitely don't put things together, that's for sure. But there is not a prediction of food shortages coming. You're, now you're hearing the FBI talk about it. You've heard the Biden administration talk about it. Okay, All of those kinds of things being talked about. And yet, what's not being put together in the Mockingbird media is all these food processing plants that have been burned down. 20 in the past five months. Most are are recognizing 16 major fires. Now, again, a lot of these are processed foods. Okay? (laughs) So there are things that you probably want to stay away from. Uh, Here's here's a couple of lists. We've got a couple of articles out on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com about it. Salinas, California. Uh, Hermiston, Oregon. You can check these out at sonslibertymedia.com. Again, um, Conway, New Hampshire, San Juan, Texas, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Malston, Wisconsin, Fayetteville, Illinois, Belfast, Maine, Leote, Kansas, Claypool, Indiana, Winston-Salem, Carolina. That's North Carolina. I don't know why they didn't type that in there correctly. Anyway, Sunnyside, Washington, Lacant, Louisiana, Maricopa, Arizona, Dolphur, Oregon, Planfield, Indiana. Okay? So we've got several of these up on com, And, um, you know, so you can go over, you can check, and if you haven't seen them. And you combine this with what you're seeing in the... Pacific Ocean specifically, all those ships, the cargo ships that are sitting out there, and some of them have been sitting out there for months. And you remember we had the truck driver theologian Bill Evans on, and he said, I can tell you what's causing it. It has nothing to do with truckers. we got plenty of truckers. Um, it has nothing to do with the shortage of supplies. It has to do with the guys who run those cranes. They sit up on those cranes all day, and they take the uh, cargo, um, the big Metal containers off so they can be inspected and so they can be distributed and everything else. And instead of pulling one off like every five minutes, it's one an hour. And they're being paid purposely to do that.
0: Okay. So all of this kind of stuff is going
2: on. And it's causing shortages. It's causing the supply chain to break down. And certain things, and it has nothing to do with the truckers, nothing at all to do with them. So the obvious question here is, um, and I forgot to start up the uh, the stream over here on Telegram, so I'm going to do that. So if you guys are on Telegram, you can pick that up over there as well. What they can, what they do is they're creating the crisis, just like they do everything else. There's, gonna, there's an inflation crisis because they're creating it. In fact, let me, let me play this for you. This is um, the quote-unquote leaders of Europe. They're chuckling as they admit they didn't think about what massive money printing might lead to, such as intolerable wealth gaps and inflation. Nah, I. Well, some of them may not have thought about it, but there's a lot of them. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Listen to what they have to say.
1: Um, I, I think we are not paying sufficient attention to the law of unintended consequences. We take decisions with an objective in mind and really think through what may happen that is not our objective uh, and then uh, we wrestle uh, with, the, with the impact of it. Um, take uh, any, any any decision that is a massive decision, like uh, the decision that we need to spend to support the economy. And at that time, we did recognize that may lead to too much money in circulation, too few g- goods, but didn't really quite think through the consequence in a way that upfront would have informed better uh, what what we do. And I subscribe entirely to what uh, uh, Christine said about uh, climate shocks. We are already out of time. And the fact that whenever something hits us, we forget about this other crisis is inc- incredibly troubling. The fact that we are, I'm sorry I'm going on here, but I'll finish in a second. (laughs) We act sometimes like eight years old playing soccer. Here is the ball. We are all at the ball and we don't cover the rest of the
0: field.
2: Well, that's true, but they don't understand economics
0: either. Okay. In fact, it's really sad.
2: Many Americans don't understand economics. But most Americans have to deal with the shortages they have, and they can't just go out and print money, can they? I can tell you, (laughs) my shortages come practically every week, sometimes almost every day. And I go, Father, you know I'm doing everything I can. I've got a good work ethic. I'm putting the stuff out. Things aren't, you know, they're being shut down. You know what we need. We need this. And God meets the need. He, he does meet it. Sometimes he's got me hanging on by a string, but he meets our needs. He's faithful to do that. But these people said, no, 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 we can just print some more money. We can print more money, and we'll, we'll loan it out of
0: thin air with nothing to back it. And we'll
2: give it to the federal government, and we'll go ahead and tack interest on. So what, what, what they're actually giving us is debt notes. It's debt. And then the federal government gives us a little bit of that and they give all their buddies in the corporations and all these other conglomerates and organizations and nonprofits, they give them billions of our dollars. We pay for it only for those corporations to turn around and take us to court, make us wear, try to make us wear masks, try to make us take a shot.
0: You, you see how this works? And we're paying for it. We are. And these people are, oh, we didn't, these are unintended consequences. Really?
2: How many of you guys are tied with the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset? How many of you know what's coming on that? This is the forerunner for it. And if you remember, we had G-Sing on last year. G-Sing had experience in seeing all this kind of stuff in both Africa and Asia. And he warned, if they lock you down again, they mean to starve you. What do you think is going on in Shanghai? At least from what we can ascertain from the images and video and everything else we've gotten. They're starving those people. I had a video. um, I don't know that I, I brought it up here. Yeah, I didn't bring it up here. But, and I'll have some other videos I'll throw in the sort of stack of stuff or whatever. About three other videos that I'll throw here. But there was a lady who jumped the fence because she was hungry and she was trying to get some vegetables or something.
0: Arrested. Treated nasty over it.
2: This is a created crisis, just like the money crisis is a created crisis, just like the convids was a created crisis. Make no mistake about it, it's created. This is not something happening just you know, willy-nilly on
0: its own. Men have organized it.
2: If you don't believe that about the convids, all you got to do is watch Event 101 just months before that happened. Then you see the death of Kerry Mollis just before that. You see all of the stuff being put into place, and you see the crisis being manufactured right in front of your eyes. And yet the guilty go free. They go free.
0: And who's the one paying for it? We're going to pay for it on the front end,
2: and we're going to pay on the back end. Because when the supermarkets don't have food and everybody starts getting hungry bellies, see, and this is what I'm saying, this is what I've said all along. When the hungry bellies come, people will start getting a little bit of spine. At least I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. And I'm hoping that you remember not to take it out on your neighbor. This is something that David and I were talking about in the prepping classes, and I think we're going to end up having to push that back because I'm, I'm filling up the week. So I told him we may have to start that again next week. But this is why we were talking about growing our own food. This is why we're talking about preparing community-wise, getting in a mindset of that. You know, if you grow your own food, you don't have to worry about whether there's food on the shelves at the
0: supermarket. Novel idea, right? And
2: that's an important thing. To look at now, let me let me take it over into what the Bible has to say about these things. For instance, one of the things that the Bible tells us is that you know famine is part of God's judgment. Uh, we can go over into Deuteronomy, and we use Deuteronomy twenty-eight quite a bit, and because this is where God, you know, He's laid out the blessings and He's laid out the cursings. And um, one of the things that he says here in Deuteronomy 28, being at verse 47, he said, uh, excuse me, verse 47, because thou service not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. And boy, if the United States has not had the abundance of all things, nobody has. I mean, we have been... You know, our blessings now have become our cursings. That's, that's just the reality, okay? But we've had an abundance of things. And then God says this, Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed thee. And he talks about, now that one comes right before he says this, the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle fly, at the nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. A nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And look at what's going to happen. He shall eat the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind or flocks of thy sheep until he have destroyed thee. And this is a pretty; those are pretty serious things. You're going to take the blessings of God and say, we did all of this ourselves. We have no need of God. We've got everything. We're like the the rich man, the rich fool. That Jesus said, I've I put up in my barns. I've stored in my silos. I've got enough for the future. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. And he had no idea that that very night his soul would be required of him. And this is where we have become uh, for a large part of America. We've been like this. Now, famine's always seen throughout Scripture as part of judgment, right? Even Jesus, when he's asked about the destruction of, of the temple and of Jerusalem in 70 AD, there in Matthew 24, listen to what he says. He says, He begins in verse four. He says, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I'm Christ, shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Boy, we're hearing all that stuff now. See that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be what? Famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. In fact, you can see those start to take place in the book of Acts. One of the primary places of famine was going on in Jerusalem. This is why Paul would tell the Corinthians, put something, away on, put something aside on the first day of the week for your brothers. I'll come by and I'll pick it up to take it back. And by the way, if I have any of my friends out of India or Kenya or any of those places that are constantly writing me saying, hey, will you support us? Will you support us? Will you support us? Support our orphans? Do we need food? We need all this kind of stuff. It's not that I have a hard heart towards you. I don't know you. I don't have a go-between. Paul was a go-between between the believers at Jerusalem and the believers in Asia. And so he could go and both side, both parties knew who Paul was. And if Paul said, these guys really have a need, then the the believers in Asia knew that the need was real. And they loved their neighbor as theirself, their brothers. And they gave to Paul, who then took it to Jerusalem. And you can read that in the book of Acts. Earthquakes were going on in the book of Acts. Pestilences were going on in the book of Acts, too. All of these things had already started to take place. But famines were a big part of this. And it is a serious issue. And just because you prepare for these things does not mean you don't trust God. In fact, you have to trust God that He's going to give you enough in the time of plenty to not only feed yourself, but to put back. And it reminds me of the Sabbath day. Remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, one of the things that happened was was that God was sending them manna, bread from heaven, right? All they had to do was get up in the morning and collect it and eat it. And that was it. And they weren't to save any because they were going to get some the next day, right?
0: And they were told on the sixth day that they were not to worry, not
2: don't don't worry about extras and this, that, and the other. Lord's gonna provide. And if they gathered too much, what happened? Well, it it rotted. It rotted. And God still provided for them. And he did that on a year on the yearly basis too. When the seventh year was to be a Sabbath in order to let the land rest. And Israel got in trouble for that too. They wouldn't let the land rest. So they were taken into captivity for how many years? 70 years. They had to make up for all those Sabbaths that they missed.
0: And so this is, this is a part of what's going on. And so
2: the passage that I thought about with regard to this and the prepping, and it, it's constantly on my mind I don't know, over the past year or so, comes out of Genesis chapter 41. Again, God let his man know what was coming to pass, right? I mean, he, the, the, book, the Bible says that he he doesn't do anything without letting his prophets know, right? So in Genesis
0: chapter 41, here's what we see.
2: And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kine and fat-fleshed, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored and the lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke. And he slept and he dreamed the second time. And behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven ranks in full ears. And Pharaoh awoke and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. And he sent and called to all the, for all the magicians of Egypt. Sounds like Nebuchadnezzar, do the same thing, right? All these, the, the the pagan guys, the pagan leaders are the ones they are always going after this, and the man of God is in their midst who can tell them what's going on, but they don't really go to him. He called for the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof, and Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants, and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream, and one night I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream, and there was there with us a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams, to each man according to his dream he did interpret. And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was, me he restored. Under mine office, and him he hanged. That's what Joseph told him would happen. And remember this guy, the butler here, is supposed to be the guy that when he was freed, when he was you know let out and put in his position, hey, don't forget about me, Joseph said. But the guy forgot about him. Now he's remembering him. And Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. Behold, there came up by the river seven kind, fat-fleshed and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow, and behold, seven other kind came up after them, poor and very ill favored and lean fleshed, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kind, and when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill favored. As at the beginning, so I awoke. And I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears came up in one stalk, full of good. Full and, and behold, seven ears withered thin and blasted, with the east wind sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of the Pharaoh is one. In other words, you've got two dreams that are really the same thing. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. They're, they're communicating the same thing to you. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh: what God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all <clears throat> excuse me. behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. It's almost like there's two witnesses. Two or three witnesses confirm the matter. Well, this is what's happening in the dream, but they're really communicating the same thing. They're one one message in the two dreams. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities, and that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house. According unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt, And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand, and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck, and he made him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. I mean, it's pretty incredible. He even went on to give him you know, his daughter as a wife. Or the daughter of the priest, excuse me, as a wife. And he was only 30 years old. 30 years old. And he went from prison to being exalted second in command. Now, there's something to be said for that. I think about all of the people who want
0: public office.
2: I think about how many of them actually want to serve the people and how many are looking to serve themselves.
0: Joseph was like, you know, you need to pick
2: a guy to take care of this thing. He wasn't saying, you can use me. But because Joseph had the wisdom to interpret the dream, seems fitting, it's kind of like what happened with Daniel. Daniel got raised up too in the same manner explaining to Nebuchadnezzar exactly what was going on, right? But here they were, they had a plan. Put back the food, put back a fifth of the food throughout these 7 years so that we have something in the coming 7 years.
0: Put back something for that. You know, we're not always going to have plenty.
2: There's going to be times of hardship. And some of you out there, you have great resources and you've been able to put back things. And that's wonderful. That's great. And I hope you're doing that also so that you can take care of your neighbors and friends and stuff that are around you as a ministry as well. Hope you've got enough to do that. And some of us have put back some, but we don't have the resources to put them back in the same, in the same measure. And so we've got to start going back to the old paths and start thinking about, are we growing food? Are we taking care of ourselves and having enough there to take care of neighbors and family and others that might need that in the coming days? See this is the part about
0: the real love. Real love doesn't sit back and say, "Oh well, they gotta the, the government'll have some some bread lines for you
2: yeah they'll they'll have some food for you, and there's nothing wrong with soup kitchens um those usually are done by individuals, not government. That's a demonstration of love as well. And having some of those food pantries and other things, that, like we have at our church, um, where people bring in canned goods and some other things that are, you know, non-perishable kind of stuff for people who are hungry in the community who might need food. That's a that is an important thing. that is, That may not seem very spiritual to a lot of people, but that's very spiritual. In the eyes of God is because it's a demonstration of love. And so can we not see on the horizon what God is about to do? Through the hands of wicked men, no doubt. No, no doubt. He's doing it through the hands of wicked men. But can we not see that? You know, famines happen all throughout the uh the scripture. I'd pulled up several little passages. Uh, just a mention um, of a couple of these things. Jeremiah's got uh, several instances of the mentioning of famines coming along with the sword. Then you have pestilence that comes with it as well uh, because people get sick. They get malnutrition. They get sick. You've seen some of these in the third world countries where they want you to help everybody else everybody else's kid is it's always amazing to me. You got the reporter going, hey, you know, to give $29.99, you can take care of this kid for a month and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, why don't you put down the microphone why don't you take care of them? I mean, you're there. But they're they're advertising. And I'm not denying that people aren't helped. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but it's just it's one of those, it's one of those things that it just makes me think and uh, wonder what goes on in that. So uh there's that. There's also um you know, talk. Jesus used famines to talk about in his parables, like in Luke uh, chapter 15, verse 14. There's also a famine of the word of God. As we've said before, you know, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you would see the prophets would go into times of fasting, doing without food, their necessary food, as is, as they make mention of in order to pursue God, to engage
0: themselves in prayer and in the reading of the Word of God.
2: Um, Yeah, all throughout Scripture, these kinds of things are mentioned. And so the question that that I have for the audience here is this. What are you doing in light of seeing what you're seeing? If you've paid attention to what they're doing in China, they're now shutting down the shops so they're not even open. And they're putting fencing up like down the street along the sidewalk so you can't even get into the buildings. So the people who run those businesses, they don't have no businesses anymore. They can't even get in to open them. Even if they wanted to defy the government, they can't do it because they put these fencing up. They
0: mean to starve you. They mean to starve you. And make no mistake about it, America's no different. They have, we have just as wicked people running things here as they do over there. And I say you look
2: at what happens over there because they're intent on bringing it here. This is why we have to get our act together as the people. The rightful law enforcers are us.
0: Did you get that? Let me say it again. The rightful law enforcers in
2: the United States of America are the people. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. We are the law enforcers. We have failed to do our duty. We have farmed it out to those who are bought and paid for by the federal government or the state governments or whatever the case may be, and we have failed our duty. The responsibility lies on us. This is why we need to repent. And get out of the mindset of letting everybody else do the duty that's ours. And we've got to start putting into practice what our forefathers established several hundred years ago that we're to be involved in as men.
0: And that's a constitutional militia.
2: We're going to need that. It's not going to be me out there with an AR or just you out there with an AR. We need men in the community to be men and take up our duty. That's my goal in this community that I'm in. I hope that's a goal that's going to be for you. I would recommend that you go to tacticalcivics.com. Join. It's $5 a month or $50 a year. I just do the $50 a year to get it out of the way. Get the information. You don't have to agree with everything that's going on. Get the information. Get people in your community. If you've got a church there, I went and got, I put it before my pastor with the elders. They want to be a part of that. I'm glad. I want Lots of accountability there. I want input from other men who will help lead this. And I hope you'll have that too. And let's see if God won't bless us in our efforts. Yeah, we may not escape the famine, but we can go through it just like Joseph did with the people of Egypt and save many people. Who knows what will come out of that. Let's do it for the glory of God. You guys have a great day. 3 p.m. Bradley will be with you. And we'll see you in the morning with Johnny Cirucci. 6 a.m. Lord willing, see you.